Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly, transcribed with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Cliff Arquette, Joe Forte, Gene Vanderpile, Jeff Silver, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. If you could make your own pantry survey... In home after home, where women take pride in their cooking, you'd find pet evaporated milk on the pantry shelf. Sometimes a whole month's supply, because in those handy, airtight pet milk cans, the good sweet milk stays good and sweet. Now, that stay sweet quality is only one reason why good cooks cook with pet milk. Extra richness is another reason, for pet milk is good sweet country milk evaporated to double richness. That means it's twice as rich as bottled milk in all the nourishing substances nature puts into whole milk. Good cooks like that extra richness because by using pet evaporated milk, they can put extra amounts of milk nourishment into favorite family foods. In addition, there's the economy factor. For pet brand evaporated milk costs less generally than bottled milk or any other form of milk. So for convenience, for fixing more nourishing, more delicious food at lower cost, Keep pet brand evaporated milk on your pantry shelf. An unexpected hot, dry spell has come to Wistful Vista. It's hot in the homes and stores and offices. It's even hotter in the streets. And it's hottest of all under the collar of Mr. McGee, of Fibber McGee and Molly. My gosh, this is the hottest weather I ever sweltered through, Molly. It's hotter than the hand-hammered hinges if I hadn't better say it. <laughs> now, it isn't really that bad, McGee. I think we just feel it more because it's unseasonal. You know, the weatherman says it will break just as suddenly as it started. Ah, oh, him. What does he know? Draws a lot of circles on a map, predicts ten more days of sunshine, steps out the door and falls into a snowdrift. <laughs> well, frankly, I don't know how those weathermen get it right as often as they do myself. Uh, dearie, what causes the weather anyhow? Well, the weather, my dear, is it's rather difficult to explain to an amateur. It requires a knowledge of rain, wind, and other simple scientific phenomena. Scientific what? Phenomena. P-H-E-N-O-M-E-mena. Phenomena. I yeah. didn't recognize the word. <laughs> well, I'll explain the whole thing to you someday when it's cooler. <laughs> you know what's darn near as bad right now is that hot spell we had in Peoria back in 1912. Oh, I remember that. It was hot, wasn't it? Oh, that was murder. The thermometers went off like firecrackers all over town. <laughs> Practically all the dogs had sprained ankles. regret asking this, but mm-hmm. why did the heat make the dogs sprain their ankles? They kept tripping over their tongues. <laughs> well, Mother believes you, dearie, but if you told that to anybody else... Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hello there, kids. Hot enough for you? <laughs> 
Now, there is a vid- very witty remark. <laughs> Who in the world thought that one up? Papa, son. Oh? Papa was just loaded with comical sayings like that. Yeah? It ain't the heat, he used to say. It's the stupidity. <laughs> yeah, he, he was all right. I wonder when we're going to get some rain. I'll be the first to know when it's coming, Johnny. I got my own private weather bureau, son. Private weather bureau? Yep. In my shoes. In my shoes? Got a corn on one foot that kills me when it's going to turn cold, a corn on the other foot that murders me when it's going to rain, and a bunion that slays me when it's going to snow. <laughs> I don't wish you any misery, but... Hey... Does that really work, old-timer? Oh, it never fails, Johnny. Yeah? Anytime the weather's going to change, I know at least three hours ahead of time. Imagine that. Boy, if I knew it was going to rain before anybody else did, I could make myself... Hey, maybe we can do a little business. Yeah? <laughs> I got a deal for you. Look, when your feet tell you we're going to get some rain, give me a call right away. I'll give you five bucks to tip me off. Don't know what you got in mind, Johnny, but my feet are in your hands. Where's the five spot? Here you are. Thanks, Johnny. I better get going now. Uh, daughter, do you know what the fellow who run a shirt-making factory and had a daughter nine foot tall said to that daughter when he seen her loafing at her sewing machine? No, what? He said, so, long daughter. <laughs> How long do you do, Johnny? <laughs> Billy Mills, the orchestra, and the song of the bayou. the heat wave continued, and for the rest of the day and night, Mr. McGee suffered. 
Not in silence, you may be sure. Then the next morning came, and he got a phone call. 79 Whistle Vista, Fibber McGee speaking. Oh, it's you, old-timer. What's up? Yeah? Both corns, eh? The bunion, too? One. <laughs> Gee, that's great. Well, thanks a lot, old-timer. Goodbye. Hey, Molly, big news, kiddo. The old-timer's feet are killing him. Well, I'm so happy for him. Well, that was him on the phone, and the deal I made with him yesterday is going to pay off. We'll be rich. Loaded. Well, good for us. He says inside of three hours, we'll have rain, snow, and all the trimmings. His feet are killing him. We'll clean up. Well, I'm glad to hear the heat is going to break, but how do we make all this money? Simple American ingenuity, baby. We rush down to the Bonton and corner the raincoat market. Buy up all the umbrellas in stock. Grab all the galoshes. And? Set ourselves up at 14th and Oak. When the rain starts, we ask our own prices, Molly. Think of the panic when all them people get trapped downtown in the rain. And with us with a corner on the umbrella market at the corner of 14th and Oak, boy, this is it. But, dearie, do you really think... Come on, kiddo. Can... No time to waste. Let's get down to the bond. Okay. Good morning, Blankensop. All quiet in the umbrella department, I presume? Uh, yes, Mr. Frisbee, I haven't made a single sale all week. The weather, you know, dry. Quite. If it continues, I may decide to close umbrellas and transfer you temporarily to candlesticks or gents' undergarments. Oh, I wish you would, sir. I get so lonesome here. Of course, I'll be glad to stick it out, sir, if you feel it's for the good of the bantan. Ah, that's the spirit, Blankensop. You have the makings of a section manager. Thank you, Mr. Frisbee. But I don't know if I'm worthy. Tut, tut, blankets up. I have risen to floor manager. But at one time, I myself was in umbrellas. You, sir? Gad, sir. Ah. <laughs> ah, those were the days. Especially the stormy ones. I recall when customers would come to my counter, drenched and dripping, soaked to the skin, pleading to purchase an umbrella. I'd let them stand there shivering miserably in puddles of water while I changed the price tag from six ninety-eight to ten seventy-five. Oh, oh, that must have been fun, sir. <laughs> it was delightful. I hope you'll experience that pleasure someday. Well, I'm afraid it won't be soon. Who'd buy an umbrella during weather like this? You're right. No one in Whistle Vista would be stupid enough to do that. Hey, bud. <laughs> yes? I want to buy all the umbrellas, raincoats, and galoshes you got in stock <clears throat> Isn't your name McGee? Yeah, why? When I made her a remark a moment ago, I just didn't think of you <laughs> Well, that's too bad Well, how about some service? Give me an armload of stuff now and I'll leave a deposit on the rest Very well Take him, Blankensop And I do mean take him <laughs> Step right up, folks. All right, folks. Step up and get your umbrellas while they last. Price is going up any minute. Oh, it's hot. The line forms to the left, folks. Get your umbrellas here. Think we ought to call a policeman to handle the crowd? Don't worry. As soon as it clouds up a little, the rush will start. I got 62 bucks invested here, and I'll triple my dough. Uh-oh, here's a customer. All right, folks. Get your rain clothes here. 
Better die before it's too late. <laughs> uh, what's the gag, mister? Election bet? Oh, come on, Myron. It's probably one of those quiz show stunts. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, it takes a real jerk to stand out in the sun like this and try to sell them umbrellas. <laughs> no, say Leary. Well, they'll realize their mistake when it starts pod bursting. I raise these umbrellas to ten bucks a piece. No, oh, look, 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 look. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Good afternoon, Molly. And a puzzled glance in your direction, public nuisance. Hi, John's other Hopkins. Well, what did you do? Decide to return all the umbrellas you borrowed from your friends now that nobody can use them? Where's mine? No, no, doctor. He's trying to... Tell him nothing, Molly. Let him get drowned. Serve him right for insinuating that I don't return stuff I borrow. Oh, get him. Uh, listen, once upon a time, little wide eyes, you borrowed my garden hose. Well, maybe so I did. Yes, you said a small green shoot had appeared in your yard and you wanted to keep it alive and see what it was. Well, maybe I did. That small green shoot is now 12 feet tall and has a hammock swung from it. <laughs> but have I gotten my hose back? No. I'll return it when I'm through with it, you big Indian lender. I'm using that hose for a hammock rope. <laughs> McGee, shame on you. I'll make him return it tomorrow, Doctor. Uh, been pretty busy lately, have you? Well, fairly so, Molly. Oh, incidentally, McGee, you could use a little minor repair job, you know. Me? Yes, you really should have that hirsute epidermis adornment removed from your lower maxillary, my boy. Yeah? I should? Yeah. Gee, what kind of an operation is that, Doc? A shave. <laughs> See you, Molly. So long, sons of... Goodbye, Doctor. Guy. All right, folks, get your umbrellas here. McGee, Step... this is so silly. Huh? The old-timer said the rain would come three hours after his corn started to hurt, and it's been four hours already. Well, you got to make allowance for his age, Molly. Maybe his corns have slowed down like the rest of him. Hey. Boy, hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Oh, hi, Junior. You want to buy an umbrella? Better grab one while you can, boy. He has inside information that it's going to rain, Mr. Wilcox. Oh, stop kidding. Where'd you get that dope, pal? For your information, Junior, I ain't giving out any information. I gotta protect my sources on account oh, of... Oh, go on. Tell him, McGee. What harm can it do? Well, he might steal the whole idea. He might forget the sacred vows of friendship, which I hold so dear, and turn out to be a sneaky, chiseling rat. <laughs> I know I would. <laughs> well, I'm sure Mr. Wilcox wouldn't. Go on, tell him. Well, okay, Junior. Can you keep a secret? Of course, pal. Good. I'm not a guy who blabs. Good. Any secret is safe with me. Good. I only talk about things everybody knows. Hmm? Like the fact that pet evaporated milk is such a great favorite with smart housewives. Oh. <laughs> it's no secret, of course, that pet milk adds extra flavor and extra goodness to any family's favorite foods. I might be wrong, Junior, but I think we got off on a sidetrack. Oh, I'm sorry, pal. I asked you a question and then I didn't wait for the answer. Uh, shall we start over? Yes, yes. Leave us do. All right. Junior, can you keep your big mouth shut? Of course, pal. I'm not a guy who blabs. Good. I always keep my mouth shut. Hmm. Except when I'm served one of those wonderful cream pies, for instance, made with pet milk. Oh. Then it'd be silly to keep my mouth shut and miss the delightful flavor of the creamy goodness that pet milk gives. Hey, throw the oh, switch, the... Junior. Throw the switch. We're on that sidetrack again. Oh, I'm sorry, pal. I just get carried away. Shall we start over? Yes, leave us do. <laughs> Junior, can you keep something quiet? Of course, pal. I'm not a guy who blabs. Good. Many people have said that I'm too quiet. Good. The only sound they hear out of me is the beating of my heart. Oh, Leading with sheer joy at the sight of a cup of coffee made doubly delicious by the addition of pet milk. I guess the main track just don't go through here. Oh, gee whiz, pal, I interrupted you again. Yeah. I'm terribly sorry. What can I do, pal, to show you how sorry I am? 
Oh, I don't know. Would jumping off the city hall be too much? <laughs> McGee. Well, I'll tell you about the umbrellas and things, Mr. Wilcox. McGee bought them to sell because he thinks it's going to rain because the old-timer's corn said so. Yeah? Well, pal, if your luck holds out, you should make a fortune. You really think so? Why not? He's been supporting himself on his own corn for years. <laughs> Come on, Ken. All right, folks, step right over here and get your umbrellas before it's too late. When the rain comes down, the prices go up. Ah, here's a couple of customers. Excuse me, would you mind taking off your hat, sir? My hat? Oh, I know, sis. There. Turn around. That's it. You see, Gordon? Well, all I know is Uncle Frisbee at the Bonton said the guy had a hole in his head. (laughs) Maybe it's just a little hole that you can't even see. Oh, for heaven's sake. Let's go home, McGee, before people... Well, hello, missus, and you too, McGee. Hello, Ollie. Oh, hi, Ollie. I didn't see you coming, boy. I've been seeing you for quite a while from across the street at the Elks Club. Yeah? McGee, I bet you 50 stupid people have stopped and asked you what's with the umbrellas. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, easy, that many. So it should be a nice change for an intelligent person to ask you. (laughs) What's with the umbrellas, McGee? Well, there to sell, Ollie. McGee thinks it will rain soon. Yeah, I got the tip from the old-timer. He can tell the weather by his feet. By the feet, huh? Yeah. That's very interesting. In Sweden, we used to tell the weather by the fingers. Fingers? How'd you do that? Oh, we stick a finger out the window. If it comes back in wet, it's raining. (laughs) Well, now, there's a smart system. Workable, too. Well, sometimes it ain't work so good. No? Now, there was a farmer back home who stuck his finger out the window just as another farmer drove by on a threshing machine. <laughs> My gosh, he ought to look before he stuck his finger out. I'd call a guy who'd done that a nitwit. You would? Yeah. Everybody else called him Three Finger Johnson. <laughs> well, if you don't want to get soaked going home, you better buy an umbrella. Any minute now, it's going to pour. Oh, I don't mind the rain, McGee. It was because of a heavy rain that I married my missus back in Sweden. Oh, how did that happen, Ollie? Well, you see, she had her cap set for me, but I, I was being hard to get. Yeah? And then came a big rainstorm. For weeks, it just come down by the buckets. Yeah, go on. Well, we was in the parlor together, and I was wishing the sun would shine again. Uh-huh. And she says, a penny for your thoughts. And I say, I was thinking how fine it would be if we had a little sun. And she says, oh, Ollie, this is so sudden, and I was a gone goose. <laughs> The King's Men and the Cowboy Song. I'm riding, riding, riding along. Oh, a cowboy needs a horse, needs a horse, needs a horse. And he's got to have a rope, have a rope, have a rope. And he ought to have a song, have a song, have a song If he wants to keep riding Now a cowboy needs a hat, needs a hat, needs a hat And a pair of fancy boots, fancy boots, fancy boots And a set of shiny spurs, shiny spurs, shiny spurs If he wants to keep riding Oh, the fence is long and the sun is hot But the good Lord knows that a cowboy's gotta keep riding Riding along So he gets himself a horse and a rope and a song And he 
find himself a hat, fancy boots, shiny spurs. And there's nothing more he needs or can have or can get if he wants to keep a riding. If he wants to keep a riding, 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 riding along. Ridiculous. Look at these umbrellas. The sun is warping their ribs. Well, cover them with the raincoats. The raincoats are all sticking together. They're melting. And so am I. L- let's get out of here. No, oh, sir. I still say we're going to get some rain, Molly. I thought I felt a cool breeze a minute ago. Did you feel that? Yes. That was the exhaust from the 14th Street bus. <laughs> this is the silliest idea. Oh, hello, Mr. Mayor. Hello, Molly. McGee. Hi, Latrivia. McGee, would you mind telling me... We're standing here with these umbrellas on account of we got good reason to think it's going to rain, and when it does, we're going to sell them. Does that answer your silly question? No, I wanted to know what time it is. (laughs) However, your story was fascinating. Well, it's 2.15, Mr. Mayor. Oh, thank you, Molly. My watch is being repaired, and I was afraid I might miss a date I have with Chief of Police Giddings. Oh, yes, we know the Chief. Uh, You appointed him to that job, didn't you, Mr. Mayor? Yes, yes. It has proved to be an excellent choice. Chief Giddings is not only a capable official, but he's a very good friend of mine, to boot. (laughs) Well, that's a heck of a way to treat a friend, boy. I I beg your pardon, McGee? Booting the poor man around just because you gave him a job. I suppose you have to show him who's boss, but after all... Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't mean that at all. I merely said... I gotta admit, the chief was built for booting, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to resist a target like that. Do you give it to him just with your regular shoes on, or do you wear special boots? (laughs) I I use neither shoes nor boots on Chief Giddings. I don't ever have... Barefooted, huh? Now, that's very sporting of you. If I was you, I'd wear boots. You might get him in a bad angle and bust a toe. Now, there's no danger of such an occurrence. Look, all I meant is that Giddings is a fine police chief and a good friend. It would be preposterous to treat the chief in such a manner. He's a dignified citizen, a man of standing. Oh, you betcha he's a man of standing. (laughs) How did the poor guy sit down the way you keep dishing it out? With your big size 12. Oh, please, please listen to me. I'm fond of Chief Giddings. I knew him when he was just a patrolman. I've seen the chief rise a long way. (laughs) You've probably seen him rise as much as two feet off the floor. You know, a well-aimed kick can really do wonders. Uh, Look, look, this is getting silly. Giddings and I have been friends for years. When I realized he would make a good chief of police, I went before the city council and had him placed in the proper position. (laughs) Now, now, do you understand? Well, by George, that rips it. We've had it. You ain't satisfied to kick him in private. 
right in front of the city council. You got to put him in the proper position. Him bending over and you laying the leather on the seat of his poor pants. I didn't slay the heather on the beat of his pants. Slay the leather on the seat of his ants. His ants. Look, when I said Chief Giddings was a friend to Blute, it's a suit. It's a suit. I didn't mean I actually act him. I actually nicked him, afflicted him, booted him in the city council. Are you one of the ones that... I didn't... It was... I was... I was... The Blute... It was... <laughs> McGee? Yes, boy? Have you sold any of these umbrellas? No, not one. I'll take one. How much? Gee, you're a pal, Homer. You can have one for ten bucks. Here you are. Now give me back the ten and ten more. Huh? You've made a sale, so you require a city license. Twenty dollars. <laughs> I'm collecting it. Oh, no. No, sir. I'll go to jail first. I'll call Chief Giddings to boot. Pay him, dearie. Pay him. I insist. Well, okay. Here, take it. Thank you. I hope we meet again some rainy day when you're selling sunglasses. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Gosh, kiddo, why'd you make me pay him? Because after what you put me through today, you don't deserve to be in a nice, cool jail. <laughs> oh, gee whiz, it's worth being miserable out here if we can make a lot of money. And I maintain we'll make it as soon as we... Oh, 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 oh here he comes, here who? he comes. Who, The old-timer. Now we'll get the latest weather report. Right from the horse's hoof. I got 62 bucks to either, Hello sir. there, kids. Hey, I've been looking all over for you. Hey, where's the rain, old-timer? You said your corns hurt this morning. That meant it was going to pour down rain. Uh, there's been a slight change in the forecast, son. Huh? Remember the five dollars you give me? Yeah. I took it and bought myself the first pair of new shoes I had in 15 years. Yeah? It was them shoes that was killing my feet this morning. <laughs> you mean... Yep. <laughs> the joke's on me, daughter. Huh? I got my old shoes back on and my corns feel real contented. <laughs> Reckon we're in for a long hot spell. Oh, $62 worth of umbrellas. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Fibber and Molly return in a moment. With the arrival of the first baby in your home, your way of living is bound to change. But you won't need to change the brand of milk you use if that brand is pet evaporated milk. For the pet milk which helps many a young wife fix the kind of food her husband likes best is the very same brand doctors recommend so highly for babies. And this you can be sure of. No brand of milk you can buy is better for babies than pet milk. No milk is easier for a baby to digest. No milk is more uniformly rich. No milk has a better balance of the important milk minerals and vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin. And it's that combination which helps pet milk babies have strong, straight bones and sound teeth. Helps them make good, steady growth. So give your first baby the right start in life by giving him pet brand evaporated milk. When you see how he grows and thrives on this safe, easy-to-digest milk, you'll do as millions of devoted mothers do. You'll see to it that all your babies are happy, sturdy... Pet Milk Babies. So the guy says he's sorry, but the umbrellas are now secondhand, and the bonton allow me only $10 for the whole mess. Including the raincoat? Everything. Let's go home. Did you take the tin? Yes. You sold everything back to him? Yes. Step out here on the sidewalk. Hmm? 
raining. Yes. Oh, that ought to be good for the rhubarb. <laughs> good night, all. Have you ever been faced with a decision to part with a possession you love just to keep peace in the family? Then you'll understand how Sally Carter feels in the dramatic story of the week presented on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning. Be sure to listen. You'll also hear Mary Lee Taylor's Pet Milk recipe of the week for baked chicken wedges, a new easy way to use a small amount of chicken to serve four hungry people. Tune in next Saturday morning to this same NBC station for the story of the week and the recipe of the week brought to you by Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor. The preceding was transcribed. Now, Eddie Cantor brings more great entertainment on NBC.